to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today I want to talk to you about five sales management mistakes that impact your sales. Now, whether you're a large company or a small business owner, you want to pay attention to this podcast. Five sales management mistakes. Let's kick it off. Let's just get right into it. The first mistake many companies make is that, especially smaller companies, so let me pick on the small companies now for a second. If you're a small company, what I've seen happen in the past is that the owner, the president, the CEO of the small company also attempts to manage sales. Yes, had a customer last month in the exact same situation, didn't understand why he wasn't effective at managing his business and his salespeople. Well, you can't do both. So one of the things I talked to him about is that he really couldn't focus on managing salespeople. He just didn't have the time. And he couldn't give his salespeople the attention because apparently there were certain things that would crop up during the day or during the week. For example, CEO, president issues on the operations side, maybe on the marketing side, maybe on the internal management side, the finance side, where he actually had to ignore, push away his salespeople because he simply didn't have the time. He also didn't have the time to keep up with managing the CRM system, the customer relationship management system. In other words, he wasn't able to update, wasn't able to monitor his salespeople, wasn't able to really answer any other question. And when it came to training, he shortchanged them on training. When it came to managing, that was obvious. He wasn't really managing them. He was just getting reports. He also didn't have time to do a lot of coaching and guiding. And I simply told him, I said, you can't do it. You can't be an owner and a sales manager at the same time. So again, that is a mistake. Uh, One that's similar to that that I've also seen is that a lot of companies tend to roll up their sales force into the marketing department. Big mistake, right? Marketing and sales are two different animals. Going after the same business, obviously, but two different animals. The skill sets you need to be in marketing totally differ from the sales skill sets that you need when it comes to selling customers. So never roll that up into marketing. Don't roll up your sales department into marketing. That is a big mistake. Another mistake I saw was that typically happens a lot is that you got a great salesperson. You got that one salesperson that every year just kills it, knocks it out of the park, just hits the quota, always over 100%. No matter how difficult the economic situation is, this salesperson simply gets the job done. In fact, that salesperson probably equals 10 of your other salespeople, right? And so the tendency, the immediate knee-jerk reaction over time is for the owner or the president of the company is to take that salesperson and make them a manager. Mistake. Again, much like you can't roll up a sales force into a marketing department because they're two different skill sets, you really don't want to take a salesperson who's great at what they do and put them in a management role. Two different skill sets. Let's think about this. If you're a salesperson and you're a great salesperson and you're killing your quota, you're hitting your number every year, remember, the only person you have to manage is you. You have to get up in the morning, you got to be automotivated, you got to go after customers, you got to you know, manage your time, you got to manage your knowledge level, in other words, how much you learn about products, you got to have that, all that is you, all that is about you, you can control that. But what happens is, now this salesperson is forced to now manage other people. Well, he can control his world, but he can't control his salespeople and what they do on a day-to-day basis or on an hour-to-hour basis. In other words, he can tell a salesperson, you need to study the products more. You need to make more phone calls. You need to set up more meetings. You need to get better at presentations. You need to get better at sales conversation. He can say all that because that's what he does or she does, and that's why they're good at what they do. 
But to try to get somebody else to do it, let's say this person now manages 10 salespeople, how does he convince 10 salespeople to have the same passion, the same energy, the same level of commitment that he does? It's impossible. It can't be done. And so what happens? This great salesperson now splits his time between selling and managing. And in the end, what happens? He's neither a good salesperson and she's neither a good manager. In other words, they fail at both. And you get upset because apparently they failed you. No, you as a manager failed that salesperson. They were doing well. They were doing exceptionally well. And your job was not to take the shortcut. Your job was to find somebody else to move in that management slot. But too often, managers are lazy. They don't want to do this. They just want to pluck somebody from inside the organization who's doing well instead of going out and finding somebody who is a real manager. So keep that in mind. I've also seen people, again, take somebody out of sales, right? The best salesperson. And not only do they put them in a management role, they also expect them to sell, sell on top of that. Are you kidding me? You're going to take your best salesperson. You're going to put them in a management slot. And then you're going to expect that person to also hold a quota also? Well, think about it. He's got to manage people and he's got to hit his number. Where do you think he or she is going to spend their time? Probably hitting their number or trying to do both and succeed at none. So again, that's the second mistake, taking your best salesperson and putting them in sales or putting them in sales and management at the same time, rather. So now, the third point. You know, sometimes we hire people and we assume that they can manage themselves. I've heard many managers tell me, say, well, Victor, you know, you know, this person's old enough. You know, we did the training. You know, we gave them a good territory. We, you know, we gave them everything they need, a good compensation plan. We expect them to go out there and just get it done. That's why they were hired. That's why they're getting paid. Well, if you believe that, you're going to be in for a rude awakening because many people can't manage themselves. They need a manager to help them manage their month-to-month, quarter-to-quarter sales activity. So again, assuming somebody can, you can just hire somebody, throw them in the field, you know, with some good training, good territory, good compensation plan, now go do it. I hear that all the time. Just go do it. Just go hit your number. And then when they don't hit their number at the end of the quarter, you're looking at them and telling them, uh, you're not that good. You're really falling short of your metric. Well, maybe they didn't fail you. Maybe you failed them because you didn't provide them with more time. Next. Sometimes we bring salespeople in, and next thing you know, we, we don't give them a real focused plan. Again, we just throw a territory at them, and they're overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. You know, one of my favorite um, experiments or studies was when they set up two jam displays, like jelly, two jam displays. One jam display had 24 flavors. Another one had six flavors. Which one do you think sold more? Well, 24 flavors, when people approached it to buy, only 3% actually bought the table with six flavors only, as opposed to 24, 30% bought. In other words, less options, more sales. And this is important because sometimes your salespeople, you bring them on board, they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed by how big the territory is, how many customers they have to go after. And that's why you need to sit down and put together a focused plan. I need you to reference my last podcast on helping struggling salespeople. I laid out a nice plan. And what you can do is really give them a focused plan, something that they can go after. Last one, a poorly structured compensation plan. Yep. A lot of managers are given a poorly structured compensation plan. Let me give you a simple example. Let's say that you bring in a manager and this manager has to manage three territories, the West Coast, the East Coast, and everything in between, right? Let's call it the Midwest. He's got three salespeople. Each salesperson has a $1 million quota, okay? Get the idea? Total quota, $3 million. 
Now, the salesperson is going to be in charge of that $3 million quarter. But sometimes what happens is, let's say that the guy on the West Coast is selling $2 million. The guy on the East Coast is selling half a million, and the guy in the Midwest is selling half a million. Well, overall, they hit the three million, but guess what? The Midwest and the East Coast are not selling as much, but yet that manager still gets compensated on that $3 million. In other words, he hit the number. What you need to do is insert components into that compensation plan that make them or force them to make each region successful. So for example, again, if all three regions have a million dollar quota, if that sales manager, his team, doesn't hit a million dollar per quota, then they should be penalized in terms of their compensation. This will force them to make sure that not only what the West Coast is working, but that all three regions are actually up and running. So if you compensate people on the total, they may pull back and only focus on where the money is. But when you force them by setting up a compensation plan that forces them to focus on all three regions hitting their number, that is a more effective strategy when it comes to management. So I gave you five sales management mistakes. Let me go through them quickly. When the owner, CEO, or president, or even marketing people try to manage sales, that's a mistake. Number two, when you take your best salesperson, make them a manager, or make them a manager and expect them also to sell, sell, that is also a mistake. Number three, you assume that new salespeople coming on board can manage themselves. Mistake number three. Mistake number four is when they do come into your company, you don't give them a focused plan on what you expect them to execute over the next 30, 60, and 90 days. Mistake number five, a poorly structured compensation plan where the manager is only allowed to focus on certain territories to hit their number will always give you some type of lopsided quota. So your goal is to make sure that the compensation plan is across the board very interesting on all case, in all cases. In other words, as I talked about the three regions, make sure that they're compensated for all three regions hitting their number and not just the overall quota. This will give you a more balanced attack in trying to build your sales revenue for your company. This is Victor Antonio with the Sales Influence Podcast, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.